How's everyone doing? Extols Podcast here again. Extra talks, extra talents that we'll be bringing on the show. This is the second episode. And um, uh, this is your host, Yusuf Kobach, and your co-host, Syrian Punk. Go ahead and run us through what we're going to go through today. Yes, sir. Right over here. Um, uh, okay, today we're going to talk about our favorite <laughs> TV shows. Um, then we're going to talk about Carson Wentz and Matthew Stafford trade deal. The then we're gonna tell some funny stories we have in mind, and then mm-hmm. depre- depression affecting the brain neurology. Oh, I can't say that neurologically. Neurologically, yeah. that's yeah. what. I, yeah, I can't even say. Yeah, but yeah, I mean that's basically it. So yeah, it's um, I mean like, let's just start off with TV shows, and you know that's a good, that's cool, uh, big subject because it's it's tricky. It's a little tricky. Okay, if you look at the the top. 50 even tv shows um right now i'm I'm watching breaking bad yeah no i can't you know if i said breaking bad i, I don't want to ruin it for you because you would have right to now explain you, you're, you're not you're barely even halfway through the first season um yeah yeah so I, I would have to explain myself so right now after watching breaking bad i would say breaking bad is Probably my favorite right now. I mean, The Office is the no-brainer one. The Office is my favorite. And then you got Breaking Bad. Mm. Um, The Office is just more meaningful to me, man. I mean, the nostalgia brings with it. The feeling it brings with it. Just everything around it. It's just a great show, you know. Breaking Bad is good, too. It's it's a great show. At first, when I kept hearing about it, I always got curious. Like, man, what is this Breaking Bad? You know, I want to check it out. You know, Ryan mm. Cranston did a great job with that lead role, man. You know, who would have thought? See, even even the the networks that were pitching it to, they were even saying like, you know, like Brian Cranston's gonna play the real, you know, the lead role. The, the guy on the dad on Malcolm in the Middle gonna play a role like this? That wouldn't work, you know. And then now look, it's an iconic show. He's the face wow, of it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, and they all thought. Didn't you tell me there was a fact about? The fact that they all thought it was comedy or something? You know, well, um, uh, the guy that plays Hank, which is Dean Norris, and the lady that plays Marie, I don't know her real name, but they both had said that before they signed up or agreed to do the show, they thought it was a comedy. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, later that's on... Cool. They, wow. That's cool. Wow. I mean, that's a cool fact. Um, mm-hmm. uh, funny thing about my favorite TV show... or some of my favorite TV shows. There's not one particular TV show because all of them have different genres and stuff. But my, uh, one of my favorites is I didn't even finish because I mean, it's so many episodes. Um, Criminal Minds, you know, I mean, I finished Hannibal. That's definitely one of my favorite. What, what is the number one? For me, it's The Office. It's hard because I mean, like, wow, I don't know. It, it's very hard. But I mean, I, I will slightly give it to the office because it means a lot to me but Hannibal's up there too um what do you what do you think do you think that Breaking Bad has potential to be uh, like the the way I know you've only seen three episodes but the way it's going could you do you see yourself saying this might be my favorite one day after I hit finale definitely I think after three episodes is enough for me to even say it's on my top 10 right wow uh, that's crazy so far I mean mean, you haven't seen that many shows either so that's that's understandable yeah um but I will have to, I'm going to go back to Criminal Minds a little bit because there's one thing that made me like Criminal Minds very much. Mm-hmm. Um, Gideon, the guy who played Gideon in the first season. You mean Hannibal? Oh, uh, no, in, in uh, Criminal Minds. Oh, there, so there's another Gideon on Criminal Minds. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. I was confused. Uh huh. It was like one of the main characters and he left the show because his role actually got to him. 
That's crazy. And so it, was he like a will type of will? Yeah, he put his he put his mind in into a criminal's head. Oh, okay. Yeah, so who would you say is more iconic, though, Will or Gideon? Oh, definitely Will Graham. Will Graham by a lot. Will oh, Graham is so iconic; it's not even funny. Um, I, I wish I would have thought of a character like that before anybody else, but yeah. he, you know, it's it's an idea that could have. I mean, that that that's a very it's a very good idea, and the fact that. In the last episode, I don't want to spoil anything, but in the last episode, um, spoiler alert. Yeah, there's a spoiler alert. Um, how they jumped off together and they ended it together like that. Yeah, I was, was going to ask you about that. And they you, killed, what, and they killed the, uh, the red dragon. That was a great teamwork. It's like a tag team match or actually a handicap match. Yeah, they ended, <laughs> no, they, ended, kidding, up, they ended up killing, <laughs> they ended up killing somebody together. Um, but that's cool. I that don't was know. that was a very profound meaning behind it. I mean, not really profound, you know, killing, whatever. But I mean, it it has deep meaning in it. Now, if they didn't make a fourth season or talking about making a fourth season, I would have thought Hannibal and Will, they died for sure. But I mean, if they're gonna make a fourth season, that confirms they're not dead because you can't just make a show called Hannibal and no not Hannibal, have Hannibal. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I mean, Will is gonna be if Hannibal can come back, they're gonna have to get Will. Yeah, right, you know. I agree, but I mean, I really wish they wouldn't make another season. I think they should just stop it there. Their legacy's too good. Um, yeah. Uh, but, you know, you never know. Uh, you, you never know what, what they could do with it. I mean, they could come around and just hit us with something, a trick on their sleeve or something. Um, but I think we're going to have to move on to the next one. What was the next one? It was, um, uh, Carson Wentz and Matthew Stafford, Stafford, Stafford's <laughs> uh, trade right. deals. What? That was, that was crazy, man. Honestly, how do you go from a guy like Andrew Luck, then Philip Rivers, and then Carson Wentz? Are you talking about Colts. the Colts? Wow. How? They had, I mean, that, those are three solid quarterbacks, though. You think Carson yeah. is good? Carson, I mean, he's not solid. I mean, let me take that back. I mean... His 2020 season consisted of 2,620 passes, uh, yards, mm-hmm. only 16 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. So 15 interceptions and 16 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You, you understand that 16 for 16 almost with a okay. 49.6 QB rating, which is 28th in the NFL quarterbacks. Um, eesh, that's not good stats. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but that's call, me, call 20. me crazy. I don't mean to interrupt, but call me yeah, crazy. Get... I wouldn't personally say Nick, uh, Carson Wentz has a Super Bowl ring under his name. I'm sorry. He led them there, whatever, but he didn't play none of the playoff games and he didn't do nothing in the Super Bowl. All right, come on. I give it to I could see that. I mean, I could see what you're saying. Um, but I mean, people make the argument and say that he, he made it. Yeah, he, he let him put him the there. But I mean, yeah. you know. You lead somebody to the playoffs, but teams don't play the same in the playoffs. I mean, you look at Aaron Rodgers. He's made it to the playoffs three times and was barely able to make it to the Super Bowl. Wasn't exactly. even able to make it to the Super Bowl. To, to, for Nick Foles and that pressure to be able to take the team all the way and win it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know why Nick Foles is not getting the credit for that. Um, I would say Nick Foles has a... Hell, they have a statue of him in Philadelphia. Nick, Nick Foles? Yeah, did you not see well, it? Well, that's it's, good. At least it's a good statue of him and uh, the coach, Doug Peterson, just Doug standing Peterson. Like, uh Doug what? Doug Peterson, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know why they 
they threw him away. I oh, know, man. I mean, hey, uh, there's a quarterback position open. They should take Nick Foles, in my opinion. I mean, just to think, Doc, yeah. Well, I, mean, I mean, if he's not good, just put him second string. Let him retire there, you know, third string, whatever. I mean, but do you think Carson Wentz is a good scheme with the Colts? Maybe he could be a good scheme with the Colts. Uh, you know, I don't like to, you know, doubt quarterbacks because I've learned that that can turn around and just bite me right in the ass later. Right, karma. But, yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> the way he was looking, man, I mean... Did you hear he won't even him and Doug Peterson didn't even talk to each other for ten weeks in the NFL. Ten weeks. That's what are you kidding me? They, I yeah, didn't even know they were that. Giving each other the silent treatment. That's I read about it yesterday. What kind of like? Okay, now I see why they let him go. Um, I, I guess I didn't. Well, Doug Peterson got fired too. Well, yeah, both of them. That's yeah, both I mean. of them. Uh, well, yeah, both. Yeah. One got fired. One got traded off. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, well, I mean, I want to talk about the Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I was about too. to ask you. Do you like Matthew? Who do you think Matthew Stafford is amazing, dude? Um. He's thrown for 4,000 yards, uh, 4,084 yards, 26 touchdowns, and only 10 interceptions with a QB rating of 68.4, which is 15th in the NFL. I mean, that's pretty, I guess, mediocre. But, I mean, to go to the Rams, a solid defense, you can build uh, your core wide receiving, I mean, your wide receiving core. You can build that. Mm-hmm. And he could chuck the ball. He knows he's a veteran, basically. He knows what he's doing. Are you surprised by his trade-off? To the I am. Yeah. But I think, I think what's his name? Sean McVay is seeing something in Matthew Stafford, and which is a good thing. Matthew Stafford deserved to be with a better team. I mean, look at Barry Sanders. When he was with the freaking Lions a long time ago, he was talented, but he couldn't win a freaking Super Bowl because of the Lions franchise. The Lions franchise has this thing where they bring in good players, but they just can't do nothing with them. And they just throw away good talent. Um, I mean, you know, so I could sit here and name a list of people who've played for the Lions that should have, you know, made it, but they didn't. And, you know, but so Matthew Stafford is one of those things where I'm glad he got traded off because now I think with the Rams, he could, I think he's just, that's a very good trade. I think the Rams did a great job with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. They, they certainly made a great choice. Do you think Eminem is upset? Eminem. Yeah. I mean, it's probably, probably like day guys. Y'all give us, you know, golf. Yeah, I think it's, I would be. I mean, let's talk about Jared Goff. I do want to talk about Jared Goff because, I mean, he, he I mean, 3,952 yards, 20 touchdowns, and 13 interceptions. And a QB rating of 58.5, which is 23rd in the NFL. All right, fine. That's, a little worse than Matthew Stafford. And I think Matthew Stafford is strong. We can agree that Matthew Stafford is the strongest of the three. Um, Jared Goff is not going to do nothing with the, with the Lions. Yeah. I'm sorry. He's not going to do nothing. That was a bad trade. That was an awful trade. I don't know what the Lions were thinking. They were better off just, you know, they were better off getting Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz would have done better with the Lions. Damn. Jared Goff just doesn't have the passion, I think. He yeah. never has. And I think he needs a wake-up call. And, you know, 13 interceptions, 20 touchdowns, I don't know if that's a wake-up call. Um, he, he's not passionate. He's a, bad, he's a bad player. He's not passionate enough. He, he just doesn't love the game as much as other quarterbacks do. Like, passionate. I mean, like, when I say passionate, I mean, quarterbacks like Tom Brady, quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, you know, those are big quarterbacks that play with passion, not just skill. You have to have passion. He doesn't play with passion. I'm sorry. Man. I, I can't see it. 
Man, you know, you don't want the Jared Goff stands to come after you. You know, I mean, I don't know any Jared Goff stands, <laughs> and I, if, you if you're a Jared Goff stand, I, I feel bad for you because he was not able to do jack shit in the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> yeah, not even one touchdown. No, but one would argue he's you know the reason they had them three points. You know, he got him to the field goal. Uh, I disagree. I think. I mean, I'm sure Todd Gurley was a part of that, and you know their defense was amazing. And they still are. Their defense is still amazing, which is why I think Matthew Stafford is going to get some help from the defense. Yeah. I think Matthew Stafford is dangerous. Now he's dangerous. And people need to watch out. Matthew, Matthew Stafford, Stafford, I've always thought he was good. You know, I'm not going to yeah. lie. I've always thought he was good. Do you think the Cowboys are going to be anything? Not get off topic or nothing. Like the Cowboys? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with Dak Prescott. And whatever they plan on doing... I I don't know. It's chaotic up there right now. Yeah, it is. It's going to take a lot for them to hop back from the last season because it's not, not good. Just not a good season. Especially for that franchise that has a good history. It, to, to fall off like that, it's just not good for Dallas. Not not a good... It, Texans are even worse. So Dallas is... I mean, uh, Texas is just... A cursed state right now. Yeah, it's just bad. I mean, there. you know, even like... Not even talking football. Texas is genuinely doing bad right now. Oh yeah, nah, without, yeah. You know, without um, condolences to all of them right yes, now. Yes, yes. I mean, you know, we need to raise awareness for that one. I mean, that's crazy. I'm sorry to hear that. Right. Really. I hope they hold up well. Everyone that's affected by it. I hope you know. I seen an attorney that was saying that they um the, after you know all that the, the natural disaster, people were warming their houses up with the oven. Because the government wasn't supplying with the money to get, like, you know, to fix it up. And the attorney was, you know, trying to help him out. And he was he was speaking out about it. But, you know, so, yeah, all condolences to Texas, definitely. And I hope, you know, everything, every family out there is safe. Um, and so I, I would like, you know, awareness to be raised there. And, you yeah. know, to do that, to donate and help and give food if you know they need it um but i hope so too man also donate to the dallas cowboys because they need help as well um <laughs> man you and, know, the, and the texas i don't i don't like personally you know all respect that the people that do but for me personally i don't like the cowboys i don't like the texans i guess texas is just the sports um they're yeah. just not for me you know <laughs> I, I i mean yeah uh, well i mean here's the thing we can sit here and talk about cowboys all we want but We've already wasted a lot of time. Yeah, right. Just that. Texas in general. I guess. So yeah. All right. Let's move on with. Uh, so Ahmed, you had a funny story, and I, I do too. But no, I, I kind of want you to start off. Let me start it off. Okay. Listen to this, man. I was about, I'd say, seven or eight years old. And I was at Walmart, and it was, you know, probably like literally, uh, almost a thirty-minute drive from our house, twenty minutes. And my brother, he's two years younger than I am. He. We well, he, we were in Walmart. Not together. me, by the way. It's a different. Brother. Yeah, it's a different brother. Yeah, right. the one older than you. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> we were in Walmart and we were buying, you know, or my my dad had taken us and they were all just. We're, it's my brother and I were just kind of there with him, and every time I pick up something, he tries to pick it up. Every time I say a word, he wants to say a word. You know, he copies you. Every single thing he copied me. And you know, as an eight-year-old, seven-year-old, I don't remember. Uh, but as that age, somebody copying is kind of going to irritate you. You're going to be like, right. "Come on, man!" Like, you know. Right. Anyways, man, I'm, I agree. I, I I got aggravated, right? And so we, my dad had got us to the checkout line, and I was like, "Man, I need I need a minute, right?" So I asked him. I said, "Hey, dad, uh, can I use the restroom?" You know, I'm seven years old. 
He said, yeah, go ahead. And he kind of, he kind of walked me there. Of course, my other brother was, would, gonna would be like, you. we're going to copy me. Like, can I go to the bathroom? Dad was like, fine. Hey, make sure your brother is there. And man, I remember I was heated. I, I remember like it was yesterday. And keep in mind, I was <laughs> only seven or eight. I was like, gosh, like everything I do, God, he wants to copy me. <laughs> so anyways, we make it in. Well, and we walk in and there's two stalls, literally okay. two stalls. And keep in mind, this is like back when the Walmart was blue. So it wasn't like the big Walmarts now. But there was two stalls and one of the stalls had a note on it and it said out of order, you know? Mm. Oh, so, no. so I was like, you know what? It's out of order, whatever. I'm going to use the second stall. I use the second stall. And as I'm making my way to the second stall, he taps me. He's like, you know, points out and like, what does that say? So he didn't know what it said? No, he, he couldn't read. He was young. Okay. Yeah. He was like way too, like, I think he was five or six, whatever. Um, he just pointed at it and asked me, what does it say? So I was like, about to tell him, but my brain was like, hold up. You want to copy me? I'm not going to tell you. I was like, oh, it's just saying that go under it. And he oh believed me. Oh my gosh. So he not- slides under it. You know, I went and I used, you know, I used the restroom <laughs> and I flush and he wants to flush the same time I flush, right? So I walk out. I mean, I flush and as I'm walking out, he's trying to flush. He's like trying to press it, right? And it goes. <laughs> Oh a whole my tsunami God, me? of water. And all I hear is <laughs> like that. I was like, man, I laughed so hard. We walked out of that bitch, bro. My dad seen us and he saw him wet and he just beat him. Like he literally kicked him in the ass in front of everybody. I don't know if anyone's seen it. He just what? kicked him. I was like, wow. oh my God, man. That was fun. That's what he gets for coffee. Right? That's mean, a good hey, one. I like that one. That's a good one. That was just... That was probably the most memorable time. I, I need to remind him of that next time I see him. Yeah, you definitely like, hey, dude, remember the stalls? He'll probably try to get you back, but I, yeah, wouldn't, I wouldn't remind him. He is oh. pretty vindictive, so right. I so, surprised. That was funny. I loved a lot. That's a good one. Um, I wouldn't know what to do if somebody was copying me like that. I would be annoying as hell. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah. But, I mean... Being I, the oldest, you'd get used to it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, yeah, you're the oldest, so... Um, and I have a twin brother, so, you know, and that's what my story is about. I think it's about my twin brother. Um, the bill. We were, we were, yeah. Um, back gaming. gaming, if you didn't know who he was. Um, we were <laughs> sitting in the fourth grade and we, he, he goes to sleep a lot and he's a deep sleeper. Like I'm telling you deep sleeping when he, when he goes to sleep, like he, he's not going to wake up unless something in his head clicks and says, wake up. And so I seen him sleep and like the good brother I am, I, uh, I just let him sleep. Um, so I when I let him sleep that, um, my, my teacher up there, Mr. Shields at the moment, his name is Mr. Shields. He was like, um, you know, wake up Nabil, wake up Nabil and Nabil would wake up and he'd go right back to sleep. So 10 minutes after he was asleep the second time, the fire alarm goes off. And I'm like, oh, oh, this is a fire drill. Uh-huh. And then, you know, they go in the intercom. They're like, this is a fire drill. Um, and stuff. They, they warn you. They let you know it's a fire drill. So, you know, I'm over here walking out and, uh, and nothing. I'm just thinking about life and I uh, talk to my friends and I'm over here. You know, we go outside. They, they do the head count and Mr. Shields is kind of like confused. He's like, he's counting it. The numbers are not adding up. So he starts calling the roll. And everybody's, you know, everybody's like, here, here, he comes across my name, here, comes across my brother's name, 
and he can't hear my brother. Uh, my brother didn't say here. And so I'm like, I'm like, and he's like, where's your brother? And I was like, I don't know. So he's like, okay, don't worry about it. That's all right. Today's just a fire drill. That's all right. And so anyways, you know, whatever we're doing, the head count, we go back to class. <laughs> I'm the first one to go back. And I'll see him right there asleep on the, like, he's asleep. <laughs> he didn't even fall asleep yet, man. I mean, like, he didn't fall asleep that night or something. I'm right, not. when everybody gets there, uh-huh. that's when he wakes up. So right after the fire drill, he wakes up and he's like, what happened? I'm like, dude, there was a fire drill. Dude, there was a real fire. Was there drool coming out of his mouth or no? Dude, that, whatever, his, like, his mouth was right on the desk. And yes, there was drool coming out and, like, the spit kind of, like, came Oh, out. But like he he woke up and he was like, "What happened?" I was like, "Dude, the, that was a fire drill, and that was a real fire. You'd be dead right now, and, you know, <laughs> yeah. because you you wanted That's to go true. to sleep. You would have died. You know what I'm saying?" And I was like, "Dude, how did you sleep through the fire alarm? Like, uh, that's hard not to hear." He's like, "I'm sleepy, man." He got in trouble for that. He got, he got did he get written up? Uh, probably not. I don't know. I'm not sure. I wasn't. I, I actually forgot what happened there. Um, but that's like most of what you remember. Yeah, that's probably most of what I remember. Um, Dang. He he. <laughs> Your story was more solid than mine, man. Yeah, I know. I, it was just one of those quick stories. I was like, I have to tell him. Man. Falling asleep in a fire alarm is not normal. Um, yeah, man. Golly, it's loud. He's I'm, young too. He had to be dreaming of meeting Mr. Bean or something. <laughs> <laughs> Meeting somebody, I mean, probably you probably dream dream about meeting Eminem. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> nah, like, man, I never. Like, actually, I have dreamed that man. And, you know, he's he's the go. I want to meet him one day. I really hope so. Yeah, um, I'll, be, I'll be meet him. I want to see your reaction. Um, I want to say this is kind of back to the show topic, favorite show topic. Okay, I have a conspiracy theory. What if Jesse, like, what if the whole Breaking Bad at the finale, Jesse wakes up. From a nap he was taken in Mr. White's class. It was all oh, the whole time. That would be the worst ending of my life. Dude, like, that I would, would hate, be. I would hate. I was like, dude, I just wasted my time watching all these episodes. And there was just nothing. There was but just a dream. dream the whole time. That was, Dang, I'd so. be mad, man. I've seen that actually online. And Aaron Paul, the guy that plays Jesse Pinkman, debunked it. He said, nah, not true. You know, he read it. He, the, you know how celebrities sometimes, or, Actor celebrities, whatever. They read the most popular thing online. So it was Aaron Paul reading um, uh, Breaking Bad conspiracy theories. And that was one of them. He's laughing. He said, nah, that's not. Not not even close, I don't think. Nah. I wouldn't think that's close. Nah, nah. I don't. I don't. I know it's not. It was just a funny thing to bring up. Yeah, I don't know why. Speaking of sleeping in class, that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it reminds you of that. Yeah. Yeah. The build next, Jesse Pinkman. Um, Oh, yeah. The build, definitely. Jesse Pinkman. He's going to... Go and find his science teacher, right. Mr. Shields. Mr. Shields. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that. <laughs> oh, man. That would be funny. funny. That would be another funny story. Um, Imagine that, man. Right. So, uh, now, what, what? The depression. Right. So, every, every time on this show, I don't know if y'all know this, the pattern, um, but we talk about depression, anxiety. Uh, but we, we just like to, you know, it's an important issue. And I think, you know, people it's, who listen to podcasts try to, you know, they try to talk, to try to relieve their stress and depression through listening to other people talk. And yeah, and it's good to, it. you know, like find comfort in that, you know, anything that makes you feel comfortable. Right? Exactly. It's and, good for you, I guess. Right. And I think it's important because I've, I've been through depression, not everything. Anxiety. I'm sorry. You know, some things, but go ahead. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, 
But I, I, you know, I've been through depression and anxiety. I'm sure you have too. And I'm sure everybody who listens to have been through some kind of depression. Um, but you know, it, it's the, the question here is what does the brain, what, what, how does depression affect the brain neurologically? And that question is asked a lot. I mentioned it a little bit on the first episode. I didn't go in depth. And I also had somebody telling me you didn't pra- uh, you didn't pronounce amygdala right. And I didn't. Um, so yeah, I, really? I get, somebody told you that? Yeah, somebody told me that. Um, but it's okay. I, I get that because I always mispronounce that word because I don't know if you pronounce a G or not, but yeah, you do. The amygdala. Sorry. That's what I meant to say. The amygdala, mm. <laughs> which is very important. Um, you need to watch your ways you pronounce your yes. words. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, apologize. Oh, uh, no, but the, to get to the basics, Depression basically it raises your cortisol, which enlarges your amygdala. The amygdala is the the seat of emotional responses. Um, you know, so the fact that it enlarges it, it rises in activity levels. And when you rise in activity levels, you get less sleep. And so, right, we were talking about sleep in classes. Um, I would think that if you're a teacher and your student keeps falling asleep in class, I would probably ask his friends and people that he knows um why he's losing sleep because depression could be part of it um you never know and i think that depression is on and off it comes it's not like you have it and then you can't have it again it's on and off and it's triggered here and there and uh, the and so i think that's important to know you know what happens to your brain when you're depressed so you know the symptoms and that come along with it you know and you you get hormonal changes too and so that happened to me you know i i started rising in activity levels i got less sleep i didn't need that much sleep um and like i said it's a seat of emotional responses so it's very important right and this is why i theorized in my conspiracy is that your brain goes through a defensive mechanism when you're depressed and I don't know if this is, uh, if this has been like scientifically proven or not, but I believe that your brain goes through a defensive mechanism when you're depressed. Let me tell you why. So they say that higher cortisol levels, your uh, amygdala, it enlarges. So it gets bigger, right? In size. And so I was doing research about serial killers and I do this a lot. So they did a research about the brain scans of a serial killer and they found most of them had gray matters in the limbic system. But here's the thing, five, the, 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 the serial killers, their amygdala shrinks five to 10%. It shrinks, right? Wow. And that means there's no remorse, there's no fear, and there's no empathy, or right? Guilt. No guilt. Because Basically, it's, it's, no, it's, no, no emotional response, right? to things you just don't feel that emotional response it's gray it's, it's kind of like it's, it's you just don't feel an emotional response so if you are a cold-blooded killer and you have gray matter in the limbic system and your amygdala shrinks it means your you, your amygdala is uh, smaller in size than other normal people um but when you're depressed your amygdala gets bigger I think that would mean that your brain is going through a defensive mechanism. It would make sense. Yeah, you know, some, some people deal with depression in different ways. Like, for example, some people that have depression could tend to eat a lot and gain weight, while others eat less and stop eating and then start losing a lot of weight. 
In my right. case, Stress. you know, based on my, the way I used to, whenever mm-hmm. I kind of got depressed for a minute or for a little while, I wouldn't eat, man. You know, eat. And I'm not sitting here saying like, I used to be depressed. No, 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 no. Right. not at all. But like there, I, th- I believe that every human being at some point in their life have felt some sort of depression, whether you were seven, whether you were 10, right. whether you were 12, whether you were 60, whether you're a hundred, whether you're, you know, 80, 40, 30, don't matter. Somebody, I feel like some people have felt that way at certain point. And you know, when you're depressed or right. sad, when you're sad, mm-hmm. when I'm sad, man, my stomach closes up. I can't eat. Right. Right. I can't eat and I like to get as much sleep as possible. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's that's like, what, uh, yeah, I mean, and you know, it's different with everybody. And like I said, it's not with all serial killers. It's not every single serial killer has gray matter in the limbic system. And, you know, their uh, amygdala is shrunken by 5 to 10%. Not all serial killers are like that. But the majority cold, cold-blooded killers are like that. They tend to be that way. Yeah, right. And it, would, it makes sense, right? So neurologically, it makes sense. But the importance of it, why do we sit here and look at neurological? Why? Why, why are we looking at it neurologically? So what, what I came to the conclusion of is that if you... Just think of it like this and have the mentality of, you know, my brain is going through a defensive mechanism. And the reason why I can't go to sleep, the reason why I, you know, am increasing in levels of activity, the reason why I'm having hormonal changes is because I'm depressed, but my brain is trying to protect me from that. And if you have that mentality, you start kind of like letting your body do what it needs to, to kind of get through it. Um... And I think it's important to know that. And it happens with other things. And, I, and I've looked into a lot of mental disorders, you know, and your brain goes through a lot of defensive mechanisms, especially through trauma. Your brain tries to forget about it. Yeah. I mean, heck, even whenever, like, let's say you go through a traumatic or or let's say you get hit by a car or something traumatic happens. What do they say your body happens to? You go into shock. Right, yeah, you go. It's like you don't even feel pain. You're just shocked. You're right? more shocked, yeah. Let's say you break your arm. Some people just kind of look at it and they're just no, like, they're kind of like, shocked. Yeah. It's your brain's Confused. way of defending itself. Like, defensive If you feel exactly. this right now, you're going to be screaming. So I'm right. defending you. You know what I mean? So the yeah. The brain is stronger than you think it is. And yeah. if you, if you, if you know, don't underestimate your brain. Don't oh, yeah. Everything you do is brain. Um, right. you have to go eat. Your brain is telling you, Hey man, you're hungry. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I'm, I'm hungry right now. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> I kind of want to wrap this up already and just go to Waffle House. Um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm starving, but it's okay. You know, uh, honestly, I don't, don't mean to sound corny, but I'd rather, you know, bring awareness to depression than, you know, right, right, anything right. right now. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It, yeah, is, it is a big yeah. deal, it you know, and deal. then I feel bad for people that go through it because I know they're stuck in a, area where they really want to get out like i mean it just, takes a lot of research to know about it and stuff but at the same time you know i've been through it and i know i got through it but i don't know how i got through it so i want to kind of retrace back and remember how i got through it and stuff and like i said go out there and get become social and i know it's hard you're gonna get kind of you're gonna feel a little shy you're gonna feel but stay strong and like i said don't underestimate yourself don't underestimate your brain if you come at it thinking that it's just a defensive mechanism, your brain's trying to protect you from it, and I think you'll be you'll you'll be fine. Um, oh yeah. And, and like I said, it's a you versus you battle, so nobody else is gonna help you. Definitely. Um, Definitely. And and one more thing I would like to say also is everybody has to have that one thing they like that makes them happy. Purpose. Right? Purpose. Like for example, like what makes me happy? Um, taking a walk and listening to Eminem. You know, okay. I, I love Eminem's music so much. He's 
his music be his old stuff. He's it makes me happy. So let's it say it makes you happy thinking that Eminem is killing people. No, <laughs> no, man, yeah. it makes me happy knowing that my favorite artist is still out there, you know, doing his thing and right. still out rapping everyone in the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm trying to say here, and you know, uh, is that you ha- there's has to be that activity that makes you happy. You know, be it listening to music, your favorite artist, be it um, playing on the Xbox, playing Rainbow Six, playing Fantasy 2, whatever, uh, playing anything you want, like being around your friend, being whatever, have something to look forward to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Having some, and I'm not saying that's going to cure your depression. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah. like it, maybe a glimpse of some happiness, something to get you out of that. To, at least temporarily for the right, time. Right, right. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, right, like I'm saying the whole time, it's always, it has to come from you. You know, a therapist or psychologist is not going to work until you want it to work. You got to want it to work. Um, so, you know, it's a you versus you battle. And I think, you know, I, th- I believe in everybody. I believe everybody's strong. And you know, like I said, three pound of your three pound brain is stronger than you think it is. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. don't underestimate it. Um, so I, I, we were gonna wrap it up with one more thing, um, right? What was it? What was the number one thing we were gonna wrap it up with? Uh, oh yeah, why? Why do we feel lonely? Wasn't oh it? yes, yeah. yes. So, so sometimes that's kind of part of depression and anxiety a little bit. Yeah, but it falls into that category. It does, kind of. But I mean, in a way, it doesn't either because sometimes you can be lonely but not depressed. You know. Okay, I, I want to say my piece about lonely, and then you could say why. Right. Why do you feel lonely on your piece? And then we could like probably wrap it up and just, um, yeah. Um, why do people feel lonely? Uh, well, part of it, maybe because you want to be lonely. Some people like to be lonely. And I was about to say that. I would like to just say that I personally don't know much about the feeling of being lonely because when I am alone, I feel good. I like to be, you alone. like to be alone. I'm an introvert. Uh, you know, that's why you see me just hiding in my man cave. Right. You know what I'm saying? I just like to be alone. Listen to Eminem. Nah, man. Nah. Right, no. I, you know, I, I, don't, I want to go on record and say I, I don't listen to Eminem 24-7. I love the guy. He's a great artist. And Thank I, you. And I hope Eminem, I hope Eminem is listening to me, you know, and he, we meet, you know. I'm not I writing to so. know Dear Stan, you know. Right, right. No, I mean, Dear dear Eminem. Or, we can get him on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Dear Slim, whatever. <laughs> no, I, I would love to get him on the podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I would like to meet him and shake his hand and tell him how great of an artist he is. I'll probably stutter a trillion times, but, you know, I'll, I'll manage to get to that right. sentence. Of, You're the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so back to the loneliness topic. Um, Whenever, like, uh, I can't remember last time I felt lonely because I have, you know, loving brothers, you know, not sound corny or nothing. But like whenever I, you know, get bored of being by myself, I have people around me. You know what I mean? So it's like um, I don't feel that way. But, you know, uh, I, I mean, yeah, I, mean, uh, not, so like I can't I s- pretend that to know how it feels. But if you felt that way, please, you know. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are times where I felt lonely in my life because I have interests that I can't do with other people. You know, and not all brothers, or all friends or all people in the world have the same interests. And so it kind of gets lonely when you're the only one doing that. And so that happens a lot. But I mean, you know, like I said, loneliness is part of you just wanting to be lonely. But let's just say you're not, lo- you don't want to be lonely, but you found yourself lonely. Um, you know, like I said, and, and that kind of leads to depression and it can lead to stress. And so loneliness becomes this thing where it can either end bad or it can end 
very, very good because you get out of your shell and you start exploring and your mind opens up. It helps up. you become creative. Right. And I think that's the best way to do it. Honestly, I, I, I will, I will attest, you know, I, I will say this. Testify to that. Yeah. Yeah. Like whenever I'm taking a walk, right? And I'm listening to music, Eminem, whatever, rock music, it don't matter. But whenever I'm listening, it's like all these ideas flow out of me. Like ideas of, you know, maybe I want to make a show one day and I just have this badass idea. Right. Of, oh, same. You know, I can, music, something about music or being alone. Just the fact that I'm alone and just sitting there and just, or walking by myself, just putting, you know, but how, how about, how about, well, what I'm saying is, how about, when you start off lonely and then you start exploring, it's like you're starting from the bottom and you're exploring from there. I think that's the best perspective to have in life. Um, like I think, and I, 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 it might sound bad, but I think starting off lonely is the best way to go instead of being born around somebody, people. I think embrace it, start lonely and then start over, like explore, um, you know, learn, uh, different cultures, learn, different languages that learn different, you know, religions and um, discover both sides of political views and start having conversations with people. I think that's the best way to not be lonely anymore and to, to become an intelligent and knowledgeable person. And you got to want it, like I said. So it's, yeah. it's all, it's a you versus you battle. Out there. If you want it, you're going to have to come to get it. <laughs> is that, I mean, it's an inside fine. joke yeah yeah no, okay. it's, you know the, the popular one i use all the time but yeah. anyway, for real you know i agreed everything you said you know and <clears throat> honestly man i've had a lot of people that when i went to school with they would be sitting alone sometimes and i'd feel bad for them sometimes. right mm-hmm. and i and not to sound weird or corny or like hey look at me i'm a i'm a nice guy you know i don't like to <laughs> whatever i do i don't like to throw it out there but i will i will say you know, I befriended a lot of people just because I thought they were lonely. And I don't want to name nobody and I don't want to bring this topic up again because I don't do it for the recognition. I just do it. For yeah, yeah, I understand that. You um, know, and, and people like that, I feel bad for people that are lonely because, you know, I can only imagine. Right. And I kind of want to mention, I want to make room for other episodes. <laughs> yeah. Because there's like other episodes where I want to mention other things. And we're going to have a guest soon, guys. Um, So be ready for that. Maybe, uh, right? Nately, yeah. Yes, well, sir. uh, yeah, he's a trip. So he's a very intelligent guy, and I really want you guys to listen to what he has to say, um, philosophically speaking. So, uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, you know, definitely, definitely. I'm right. excited. This is going to be I'm our excited. first guest. Nate Lee has the honor of being the first guest. Right. And I'm actually excited to have him as my first guest. Um, and there's actually going to be other guests too that will focus more on political spectrum. We'll focus more on the religious side. We'll focus more on the conspiracy and political side. We'll focus more on the sports side. So, you know, you never know, but I think this will do it. And it's been real. And if you're listening to this, please remember, stay strong. It's Extol's podcast, Extra Talks, Extra Talents that we're bringing on the show. This is the second episode. Uh, this is your host, Yusuf Kovac, and, and co-host. Syrian Punk, right? There you go. Shout out for him. Yeah. Uh, and Backo Gaming. Shout out to Backo Gaming. And Border OG on Twitter. Right. I also want to shout out Jackson Hendricks and his band. Um, one Seller album out on Spotify. Please go listen to it. It's awesome. It's cool. Ohio Jones is one of my favorite songs. Um, I want to start, I want to get to the point where I actually want to play at the end. So you probably could listen to a snippet of it. I'll try to do that. But without further ado, guys, please, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe. If you're watching this through Instagram, uh, hit the follow button. 
And it was nice seeing you follow Serum Punk on Twitter. That's me. I don't have a Twitter, so don't bother. Um, <laughs> yeah. And All right, guys. Have a great night. And I enjoyed this conversation and like this always, episode. That's right. All Extols right. Podcast. See ya.